Welcome to Piedmont Arts. I'm Rachel Stewart. Each year, Charlotte Master Chorale has a unity concert, the purpose of which is to create bridges of understanding through the shared experience of choral music. This year's concert is called Unity Earth, and it's Saturday, March 9th at 4 p.m. at First United Methodist Church in Charlotte. The group will perform the North Carolina premiere of Jake Runstad's Emmy Award-winning Earth Symphony. The music presents a view of humanity from the vantage point of Mother Earth, and we'll talk about uh, talk about that in detail in just a bit. I'm very happy that Jake Runstad is here as a guest on Piedmont Art to, uh, Arts today. Besides winning the Emmy in 2022, he's been nominated for a Grammy, and he has numerous other awards for his work. He's also received many commissions from leading ensembles, such as the Washington National Opera, the Dallas Symphony Orchestra and Chorus, the Netherlands Radio Choir, and others. And he's joined today by Charlotte Master Chorale's artistic director, Kenny Potter. So welcome both of you to Piedmont Arts. Glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Kenny, I'll start with you if you want to just quickly uh, tell us the purpose of the Unity Concerts and, and how um, how long you've been doing them. I know this is sort of a, a big thing for you every year. Yes. The purpose of the Unity Concert is building bridges uh, in the community on, on something that we as a society can all come to common ground. And uh, one is earth sustainability. Whether you are right or left on the political aisle, everyone can get behind the fact that we need to take care of our resources. And I was aware of Jake's uh, uh, Earth Symphony and thought that it would uh, be a great cornerstone uh, for uh, this concert. Jake, um, so you you won the Emmy for Earth Symphony. It does have a um, it, it tackles an issue, I guess, or a, a topic that's really relevant to our times, and that's something you tend to do. In fact, the Star Tribune says that your works quote speak to some of the most pressing and moving issues of our times. So I'm just curious if you could say a little bit about why you choose to write music about things like, well, the, in this case, the Earth, but also immigration disabilities, uh, and, and those types of things. I'm curious about art that speaks to what it means to be alive in the world today. And so my music tends to deal with those kinds of subjects. But I think what, what I prefer is that my music is an artistic expression of human experience as opposed to kind of on the nose, let's just address something related to society's ills in a way that, you know, is so so obvious, you know, so I, or I really want to find a, a truly artistic and kind of meaningful way to speak to something that then relates to those topics. And I think some of that also comes from early on in my life. Uh, my parents brought my sister and I up with a sense of service to others. And so um, we were always, you know, bringing meal to a family that needed it or volunteering for um, various different organizations, giving of our time. And so when I started to, to take composing really seriously, I think I bridged those two worlds. And so I really see my music as service. It's, it's service to, to all of us in hopes that it might tell someone else a story, that it might foster compassion, that it might bring people together. And I love that you're using us for that unity concert, because I think that's exactly what I believe that music has the power to do. Well, why don't we talk a little bit about um, Earth Symphony and, and just get a description of it? 
of course, you know, I live in Minneapolis and right now it's, you know, it's 40, some almost 50 degrees, which is, and we have no snow, which is unheard of. So clearly there are effects of the climate changing and it's important that we act upon this in, in hopes of preserving the earth. As far as creating art about it, I don't want to create art that says to humans, you're bad, you're doing bad things, shame on you. I don't think that's a really effective way to make change. And so I was talking with my dear friend and poet Todd Boss, who's a frequent collaborator of mine, and I had this idea for a piece. And so we were trying to figure out how could we approach this topic in a meaningful way. And so we came upon the idea of giving voice to Mother Earth. And setting the scene is we're imagining that humans have become extinct. And so Mother Earth is recalling our history and telling our story from when we evolved to to where we we are um, our lust for power and progress and greed ultimately our impact on on the earth the destruction that it caused our own kind of fading away our our extinction and then her own recovery after we have have left and and um you know, we, we see those images of vines that make their way over abandoned buildings. And so that's what we imagine for the final section of the piece. I include some um, musical works throughout history, including the oldest discovered um, complete piece of music that we've found uh, notated, as well as like Dido's Lament from Purcell's opera Dido and Aeneas. There's a little homage to, to Purcell. And then there's the story of Icarus that we allude to, which kind of takes us musically back into ancient Greece. And we hear what could be a lyre or ancient instruments. You know, the piece is a lot of fun. It's colorful. It's devastating at times. It's uplifting. It's, it's kind of this, it's, it's a true journey through, through this concept. And so it, you say it takes us to um, post-human earth. Which is kind of interesting. So really, we don't make it. In this story, we don't. <laughs> right. And I, and I think the point of that, right, is to get us to think outside of ourselves because we're so obsessed with ourselves as a species. And so I think our hope is, for one, to foster compassion for Earth as a mother. If you imagine that she's lost her children and no mother wants to lose her children and what that must feel like, and then also to imagine what would the earth be like without us? And that's a very possible idea. And so what can we do to preserve ourselves, but more so preserve the earth so we can continue to live on it? Kenny, can you talk a little bit about um, how you came to, did you come up with a theme for the concert before choosing this work or, or did the work suggest the theme? The work suggested the theme. And uh, uh, it, it made sense. And that's often uh, just a little bit more because you did ask about the concept of the Unity concert and, um, and the history. Our first Unity concert was in February of 2020. We got it right in the nick of time uh, before everything shut down. And, and the first focus, uh, we collaborated with the um, uh, Charlotte Contemporary Ensemble. And it was focused on the African-American spiritual and building uh, bridges and in uh, race relations. We've also done a focus on peace uh, in 2021, which was done 
over a video. And 2022 was, uh, we, we chose a work called Alzheimer's Stories by Cohen. Um, and so it was on memory care and memory loss. And uh, last year, our focus was on what we picture our society and country to be. Um, and we called it I Dream a World. Uh, and so it really does normally uh, be, it's focused on a piece that inspires. And so this, this made perfect sense. And we're pairing it with uh, Haydn's creation, um, uh, a movement from that. And we're going to have high schoolers that are going to collaborate with us as well, as well as a few other works, including Jake's Let My Love Be Heard, which isn't necessarily Earth-themed, uh, but it is uh, a favorite uh, of, of choirs all over our country and even world. I did want to mention that you'll have singers from East Mecklenburg High School, South Mecklenburg High School, and Sun Valley High School. Uh, and also Stuart Kramer High School as well. Okay. So that's... Yeah. Um, how many singers are you going to have? Uh, it changes by day uh, as far as the high school is concerned, but we're expecting probably about 80 to 100. And there will also be 80 to 100 in the uh, Master Chorale. The Master Chorale will be performing Earth Symphony. And then the high school uh, combined ensemble will be doing several selections. So they, they don't perform together, the Master Chorale and the uh, high they school will ensemble? Perform, they will perform uh, the Heavens Are Telling from the creation all together. Uh, that'll be the uh, final piece of the program. I wanted to ask just a little bit about preparing for this work. It's uh, I've heard just a little bit of it, excerpts online. Um, it's It's got a, a big sound in places, right? And there's a, is it a full orchestra? It is. Yeah. It is. Um, it's, it's a full orchestration. Uh, you and I talked last week, Jake, um, we're doing Notebooks of Leonardo by Jocelyn Hagen, uh, actually tomorrow and, and Saturday. Um, and that's the chamber orchestra version. Um, this uh, Earth Symphony will be the full orchestra. Uh, I think it's going to be really exciting, especially at First United Methodist Church. It's a really big sound and lots of color, as he was talking about, as we go through and explore evolution and ambition, destruction, lament, uh, and recovery. So I understand from Jake that he's actually going to be present uh, at the performance, getting there early enough, I think, to maybe attend a rehearsal. I, I don't know, but I was hoping that, uh, Jake, you could speak a little bit about what it's like to go and hear your composition brought to life it's the best thing in the whole world <laughs> it's it is the great joy uh in the life of a composer to to hear this music that for so long lives inside of my head you know and then i i put it onto paper and it still doesn't exist and so it exists once conductors like kenny and and the choir and the orchestra bring it to life and so for me that's just the most thrilling of moments it's it's like a piece of me is now opened up and, and shared with the world, and it's, it's so special. Is there anything that you do um, when you go to hear one of these performances? Uh, are you looking for a new interpretation that you might not have imagined, or, or do you not, not prepare yourself at all, you just show up? 
Yeah, I I love it when a conductor or an ensemble can teach me about my music. You know, when they can find something special in it that they shape in a different way or in a way that I hadn't considered. I love that. So that is a very exciting thing for me. But it, it's cool because every group does it so differently, just for so many variables, you know, that are involved in the process. And to me, that's so exciting. And they find their own unique way into the piece and connect with their own meanings with the piece. And so I love discovering those and hearing about those and talking with the performers and the conductor and just seeing what the pieces meant to them and how they've engaged with it. So it's a, it's a really special experience. Kenny, have you and Jake spoken about the piece very much as you've prepared to, to um, present it? Actually, we haven't. Um, and, uh, uh, and we actually just started a rehearsal on it this week because obviously we've been preparing right. um, uh, for, the, for another concert. Uh, and by the way, I have to just say something, something in addition to what Jake was saying about his music. Uh, he does a beautiful job exploring emotion. Uh, for example, uh, tomorrow night and Saturday, we're doing um, uh, A Silence Haunts Me, uh, which explores Beethoven's emotions and really draws the audience in uh, in a really creative way. Another uh, piece that he wrote uh, that we've done before um, is Please Stay, uh, which explores folks who are struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts and also their loved ones. And another one I've done is Elegy, which uh, again is dealing with grief and, and loss. And so if you hear a piece of Jake's, uh, you can rest assured that you're going to get a sense of raw emotion in whatever the subject is in his music. I guess it would just for a point of clarification for because this is a podcast and people will be listening to it at different times. We're recording in um, early February, February 1st, and the performance that we're talking about is coming up in March. Um, so just just to make sure that people get, understand that. Um, is there anything else about this particular work that either one of you want to share? A favorite moment of mine is, uh, and it's not something that you would expect, uh, is he's, he explores a lot of sounds that are more modern in style. And then he hearkens back uh, to Purcell uh, and Dido and Aeneas and, and the amazing lament uh, from that opera. And it really uh, is well-crafted and well-placed. Thank you. And I, I think, you know, what I was thinking with that is the aria is when I am laid in earth, right? And so this idea of humanity being laid into earth, into their mother, as she's singing that lament when I'm laid in earth. And it's just a really, when I have stumbled upon that idea, it was a very kind of poignant moment. And actually, that was one of the first things that I settled upon with the piece. And so throughout the work, there is this relationship between the key of D major or a D major chord and an E flat major chord. And so D major is is like earth and E flat is humanity. And so throughout the piece, you'll hear those chords one on top of the other happening at the same time. And depending who may be in power at any given moment, one might be on top of the other. And actually those two chords 
I discovered as I was studying the Purcell aria from Dido and Aeneas, where it's kind of these key centers that are creating tension, moving back and forth. And so I thought, oh, that, I love that. It's called polytonality, where you hear two different kind of tonalities, two different keys at the same time. That then became one of the building blocks, major building blocks for the piece. So for those of us who are not musicians, are those two keys um, compatible or do they clash? They clash. They are right next to each other, as close as they can be on the keyboard. So when you hear them, if you hear them right next to each other on the piano, it sounds very, very dissonant, very tense, lots of tension. Um, if you spread them out, you know, it's not quite a sense, but there's still tension there. So it's not like, you know, a big, happy major chord. My, my job as a composer is to try to create meaning through the use of tension and release in music. Um, and so that's one way that I can try to do that is, is using this kind of relationship between two keys. That's very interesting. And, um, you know, for when folks listen, it'll be interesting to have that context. Well, I want to thank you both for taking time to talk to us today uh, on Piedmont Arts and to talk about uh, the Earth Symphony by Jake Runstad and also uh, the Unity Concert with Charlotte Master Chorale. I have been talking to composer Jake Runstad and uh, to Charlotte Master Chorale Artistic Director Kenny Potter. Thank you both. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. For Piedmont Arts, I'm Rachel Stewart.